infused knowledge looks like a good talent. That's like an understatement, really. It's one of the best talents, I think. It lets you do, like, common and scholastic lore tests. So you don't have to, like, waste your skill points on scholastic lore, Terran cuisine or something in case yeah. that becomes useful at some point. Yeah. I happen to know all about the preparation of Volterian lobsters. last session we left off where um the banquet was just winding down zarkov had just come back from his little excursion spying on slash being recruited by archibald over on i thought we got martin and himself an invitation to speak with chef roderick eric the food we had didn't taste new right that was one of the interesting things about it Mm -hmm. it was perfectly good but packaged for a long time okay okay Think of the potential origins of that. It was either stored here for some reason or it came from very far away. Would Martin be able to tell if it had been refrigerated and reheated? Would he be the Gordon Ramsay? Oh, God. You have scholastic lore chemistry, don't you? No, I don't. Just make a uh, perception plus 10 test. Yeah, you got it. Yeah big crystallization pattern in the food indicates it was void frozen and sent in on a ship from somewhere far away. Planet's landscape is basically like gray rocky canyons and lightning. There's not much room to grow stuff. So it stands to reason that just about anything they eat is in off world. Yeah. Like very high quality stuff, but they just don't have any ingredients here. They have some nice kinds of salt that they get from the rocks, but that's just about it. The salt tastes very fresh. Is there something I can roll to see if it's suspect that they have frozen that's prepackaged at a banquet like this with such nobility? Yeah, give me intelligence plus 20 roll, Ned. Cafe Reva. Oh. I didn't. Nope. You're sure people probably serve frozen food at banquets sometimes, but you don't know if a bad thing. Don't me, guys. It's been a while since I've been in the noble market. You came from uh, the sector capital planet. I came from lean cuisine. Right. So I, I believe at your home world, they had some access to livestock on the planet. So you always had fresh meat at banquets. But your vegetables tended to be not as fresh, but better than the Acheron stuff. You're pretty sure. Although those might be rose-tinted spectacles. Doesn't quite taste like back home. Well, I don't know. I'm useless. Sorry, Martin. It could be a lead. It also it could be nothing. But to me, it doesn't taste like it's back home. Not just like mom's servantry used to make. That's right. And that's a problem. <laughs> so we should check out this Roderick. To Roderick. So as you guys go to leave the banquet hall, their servants bring them their coats and they shoulder it back on themselves with their veins and metallic tines clinking as they rearrange their uh, clothing. And they all proceed out of the banquet hall. As you're on the way out, the one you spoke with earlier, Ketho, and said, uh, you requested a meeting with Chef Roderick? Yes. Right this way, sir. Perfect. My friend Martin was going to come? Yes. You may accompany as well. Great. Let's let's go. You guys go off there. Tyrus, make me a perception roll. No modifier. 
Okay. I don't know what this is, but it's for hearing. I have a plus 10 on hearing. <laughs> yeah, because I got him good augments after you got deafened. Yeah, mm-hmm. so if it's related to that, consider it. If not, ignore it. This is a uh, visual. You're sort of like lagging behind the group a little bit. You turn around as you're going, but there's people all over the place. You can't see much of anything. How does Tyrus feel about being in crowds of people? Uh, he always watches his back. Mm-hmm. He's not completely uncomfortable, but he's always afraid that someone is watching him. Very well. You proceed out. Tyrus and Zarkov have an invitation to meet with Chef Roderick. So the untouchable and the psycho can hang out for a little while. <laughs> Best of buds. This is where the sitcom begins. Yes, you guys, uh, you all file out the room. Zarkov and Tyrus, where are you guys going to go while um, Ketho and Martin are meeting with the chef? With a look of disdain, because I've been snubbed again. Those fools, why aren't they... They're not taking my skills. I can easily destroy this man's mind if need be. I don't know if that's necessary, but I can read minds too. I'm just looking at you. Poor Tyrus. Would you like them to come with you if they can't? Oh, yes, absolutely. Make a command check, then. I would use a fate point on this one, too. Ah. You get an extra plus ten. Yes. Why does he have to make a command roll for us, though? He's convincing the uh, sommelier that he should be able to bring a couple more people along. Okay. I should be able to bring my retinue wherever I go. I am an important person, after all. Oh, yes, by two. Right. Your target the, uh, is sommelier pauses for a moment. He's like, well, this is highly irregular, he doesn't typically meet with the guests, especially um, ones, pardon my meeting, but you're relatively new to this fire, but I suppose I can make an exception this time. You may bring your retinue along. Thank you very much. Very well. This way. Instead of going out into the hall like all the other guests, he leads you to a uh, door cunningly concealed in the side of the banquet hall, where uh, you've noticed servants coming in and out with trays of food earlier. He lets you through the door and brings you through an area that is, in stark contrast to the banquet hall, very sparsely furnished, all brushed metal and tile. And they bring you into the cooking area where there's a great amount of steam sort of hanging in the air, sound of plates being washed and clattering, and many scurrying servants as they clean up the meals. Are there really super intricate microwave ovens or anything? Um... (laughs) Make a, uh, a common lore tech roll. He's going to find a warp-powered <laughs> microwave, yeah, and it's not going to end well. Cause perils the warp. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have scholastic lore in dishwashers. No. I mean, they all look nice. The oh, come on! No, no, no. properly cared for. There's <laughs> no leaking fuels or uh, showers of sparks anywhere. That's oh. a step up for most kitchens. I mean, it seems pretty good to you. You should be pleased that it's well-maintained. But there's nothing to gawk at. <laughs> the only culinary appliance you really use is the nutrient paste mixer. Um, <laughs> you you stuff. see Cuisinart in the corner. You're like, oh, yeah. You don't even eat that, do you? You're just, like, injected straight into your veins? Basically, yeah. He's got, like, a tube he pours down his throat. <laughs> oh, Okay. I thought it was just more like a syringe, just like, oh, sustenance! Maybe. <laughs> How does Martin actually imbibe his food? 
important questions Mainly we need to know. through a freaking IV tube. Yeah, I can do it either way. However, mm-hmm. I feel like. <laughs> you can, can do you, like, the directly manual like, variety like most humans do. I have to keep my mouth parsed, so I've got to look somewhat human or else nobody will talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not important. Humans aren't important, only machines. Off in the back area, someone wearing a uh, chef's hat. Presumably, Roderick is uh, giving orders to groups of sub-chefs. Remember to bring the uh, rock's thigh, um, put it back in the fridge. We use the only the front half of the beast today, but make sure that's stored properly. Put those spices back where it went. As you approach Chef Roderick, the sommelier um, speaks with his voice raised above the clatter. Excuse me, sir, Chef Roderick, I have the visitors I mentioned earlier. I briskly approach, hand outstretched in a handshake. Chef Roderick, it is a pleasure to meet you. He finishes yelling out some directions over there, and he's like, oh, yes, and uh, wipes his hand on his um, apron and shakes your hand. He's uh, much more deferential towards you than any of the people in the kitchen, naturally. You wish to inquire about the meal this night? Yes, I wanted to meet the man who prepared this meal. It was good given the quality of the greenies. Martin, what are you doing at this moment? I'm just poking my fingers in any little food I find around, like taking samples. Sense that you use mostly void frozen food, is that correct? I uh, apologize if the meal wasn't to your liking, sir, but um, on Acheron we have fairly limited options for local food, so we uh, import the finest from across the sector. The transit times involved mean that sometimes the uh, food's a, a bit freezer-burned, and we do our best to... Uh, cook it properly i believe we do a reasonably good job oh no i i I, I agree with you completely i think you've done fantastically what you have the thing i'm really curious about is why for such an important meal wouldn't they bring out the good food i know that's not your decision why are they shackling you for all these important guests make a charm test any pluses charm test plus 20 very charming yes He's a very prideful man, so he's susceptible to being charmed like that. He uh, says, it would be a very important meal were it not for the masquerade ball approaching in a matter of two days' time. That's really when we're going to be having the finest available. Make sure you're there for that because we'll be preparing the finest meal that our kitchen can muster. I was just really curious. You did, honestly, a very good job with what you had here tonight. And I turn to his side so that we're looking at the rest of the party. And I just lean over and I just say, what do you think I'm missing in this this retinue of mine? Are you offering me a position in your retinue? If you think that I need a chef. I would be hard to accept. I'm contractually bound House Oberon. Well, how long is your contract for? 257 years to be served by me or my descendants. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, and uh, how how much do you think House Oberon would need for someone to buy you out of that contract? Whatever the uh, the going wage is for a highly talented gourmet chef to work for you for 257 years. That sounds like a lot of money. <laughs> Influence. That's, inter- that's interesting. Well, if you're open to a new position, we can work on the details. But, you know, just impress me. Do you mind if I take a look around the kitchen to see what else you have working and prepping? I'm really excited now that you're telling me you've got the best coming for this masquerade ball. 
Absolutely. I'll, uh, I'll show you around. Yes. Yeah, anything in particular you're looking for? This is the DM speaking to you. Oh, I'm actually buying time and opportunity for the rest of my team to investigate and notice things because they're more astute than I am. I'm just good at bullshitting. Clearly. <laughs> I, so I'm going to blow smoke up his ass and keep this going as long as we have until like we either get a yay or nay, like it's really not worth it anymore, or hey, I got something good. At this moment, I'm just standing to the side of someone who's cooking some sort of strange meat and making obnoxious air pump noises, taking <laughs> samples around him. I must analyze this aroma. <laughs> Zarkov, what are you doing while uh, Ketho is smoke-blowing? I look around for anything suspicious or interesting that might uh, treat my interests. Make an awareness test at minus 10 because of all the bustle and the steam in the air. Woo! I did it. So as uh, Ketho um, walks across the room with um, Chef Roderick, going by as many of the servants as possible to get them all, like focusing on him, asking many questions about the area, Chef Roderick enthusiastically showing you around. You look around the place. The kitchen looks to be quite well-maintained. Every knife has its proper hook on the wall. Everything has a specific cabinet. You see them open and close the bowls. They're, like, stacked each dish slightly within the next larger one, like packing dolls. dolls, yeah. <laughs> Everything in perfect order. You see someone, like, scraping food into the um, incinerator vent, like an almost entirely uneaten lobster-like creature so kind mm. of that would cost the annual wage of a small family in the uh, lower-class areas of Malfi, um, just shuffled into the incinerator. I kind of make a sour face. I don't know if I'm wearing a helmet or not, but I'm kind of like, hmm. I guess... I don't necessarily make a comment directly to the guy who's doing it, but I do walk over to Ketho and motion to pull him aside because this displeases me. Mm -hmm. What a waste. There must be corruption around here. In order mm -hmm. to use telekinetic control, do I need to see it? Uh, are you trying to save the lobster? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you know the approximate position of the lobster. So, um, yeah, I'll give you... Um, Minus 10 penalty on your focus power test, because you're not quite sure where it is, but you know approximately where it is. <laughs> if you want to try and save the lobster, go for it. Now, how close to it am I? It's a pretty small kitchen. You're maybe like seven meters away from him. I can drop my power down in order to increase the likelihood of success. Yeah. The power rating at which you manifest the power, um, for every one below your psi rating it is, you get plus 10 to cast it. Okay, so this would be three levels lower, so that's plus 30. There's a natural plus 20, and then you're minus 10, which is mm -hmm. 30, 20, then 10, so that's plus 40 total for me, I think? Mm-hmm. That is a success. You um, reach out with your mend and feel the lobster's form speeding down the chute and quickly grab it and arrest its fall. I angrily start, I stomp, like, I stop and stop, stop over. We can never get anything done in this world. We always have to get into petty fights about everything. <laughs> hold on, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm trying to dig up information. You know, I start, like, getting in his face, and I was like, how dare you throw out food, your chef, 
slaved over for his esteemed guests, and you just throw it in the incinerator. What do you think you're doing? I'm 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 sorry, my lord. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to offend. He backs up against the wall. I turn around to the chef. I'm like, I'm sorry if I'm out of line. I could just not stand people who do such horrible things like that. Does Ketho sincerely feel this way, or is he just hamming it up? I am being a little deceitful because I'm playing it up just to like try to learn more information while still being friends with him, not accusing him directly. Then make a uh, deceive roll at uh, plus 20. Yes. Yes. (laughs) The whole kitchen goes quiet for a moment as everyone (laughs) looks over. And then they go back to their business. Chef Roderick is uh, beating. He's like, I truly appreciate your commitment to great food. If you wish to find a uh, way to um, be more frugal with how we uh, spend this bounty food and Perhaps give the servants a better dinner afterwards. I will see to it that it happens. Is this a cost-cutting measure that's been forced upon you, Chef? Our lords, um, I mean, I, I really, I should not, I shouldn't badmouth my superiors. He sort of, like, leans in close. Well, um, it was, uh, Tyus Oberon, sir. He's the one directly responsible for coordinating meals and whatnot. Why is one he asking you to throw out food? He instructed us to not bother with distributing the extra food. It takes too much time. The logistics involved are too complicated to get on with our duties afterwards. Who do you usually distribute the food to? He nods toward the incinerator. I'm still holding it. You should just make it slowly float up the shaft and like come out. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I can move it a maximum of two <laughs> meters per round. So I'm slowly bringing it up as this whole conversation is going on. <laughs> Can I ask the chef specifically about the incinerator? Sure. Is it just specifically for this kitchen, or is it like a central spire incinerator and like how it's fueled and <laughs> shit like that? Oh man! Try to well, seem like um, I'm interested in the technology. Yeah, uh, sort of scratches his head. He's like, "Well, um, to be frank, I don't know. I mean, we just dump stuff down the chute." You hear, like, a sizzling from down below, and sometimes if you dumped a particularly large amount of grease down, there's a little bit of smoke that wafts up, but, um, I mean, eh. Yeah, okay. Mutters some prayer to the Omnissiah under my breath and, like, start looking around again. Zarkov, make a, um... Actually, Martin, if you have Navigate Surface as well, both of you make Navigate Surface rolls. Oh, no. What? You're pretty sure you're actually on a oh, spaceship God. right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we both failed, though. Yeah. <laughs> Terribly in my case. If you were looking for suspicious behavior, you don't see anything more suspicious than dumping out a big lobster. What do you guys want to do? I think we've seen enough. I thank Chef Roderick heartily. I look forward to the ball. And I make to leave. I don't know what everyone else does. As I'm leaving, I go up to that sous chef. I went intimidated. <laughs> I get up in his face and like mean face. Show some spine, you jellyfish. At this point, while still sustaining telekinetic control, I lift the lobster out of the vent and direct it towards me and attempt to hide it under my robes. <laughs> Make a, uh, a sleight of hand roll to conceal the gigantic lobster within your coat. <laughs> That's a fail. 
You sort of like bobble the lobster a bit in your hands as you pull it back up. It's the size of like a, a tricycle. This is not a small lobster. Volturnian space lobster. This is no common lobster. Well, you've, you've got it. Everyone gives you curious glances, but no one does anything. They let you have it. Okay. Like, okay, that guy has the lobster that was just in the garbage chute. The guy who dumped <laughs> double take, like, sure, I dumped that incinerator. Oh, oh, it's back! I didn't mean to, I'm sorry! I just walk out of the room as quickly yeah. as I can. I would have gone up to him me. with it and said, Apologize! Lloydberg <laughs> <laughs> demands an apology! Oh. So yeah, you, um, you make your way out of the kitchen. Lobster in tow. Um, oh God, I'm so sorry, guys. Cradling it gently. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, we have a good snack. No, it's hilarious. I mean, the lobster you had at dinner was pretty good. It was one of the better items on the menu. So Zarkov makes a comment under his bread where he's seen uh, his targets have had finer delicacies. People he's killed. You're a cannibal now? No, no, I'm saying that like he kills a lot of noblemen, so he's seen fine delicacies, so it wasn't that nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for Maybe two and a half stars on Yelp. <laughs> Can we go back to our room and post an angry review? <laughs> Food two was stars. frozen. Sous chefs, stupid. Zero of ten. Would not recommend. Well, I need to do something with this lobster. How far of a walk is it to the poor district so I can give it to some poor you make a stew out of it. something? <laughs> Stew out of it, put it into portion bowls so that we have meals for the whole week. Well, we don't have access Instead to it. Instead of exactly. a lobster in the middle of the road. <sighs> it was like, here, guys, eat this. How about we go to the poor district and then we'll snack on it in front of the poor. Let everyone know that we're really nobles and we're not faking it for sure. If you want to, I'll let you use the lobster as barter on like a requisition test. Plus <laughs> ten bonus on the test. Well, we'll have to do it now before. It, yeah, like, we have to do it before bad. it goes. Yeah. yeah, before it goes bad. I have nothing I need to buy right now, anyway. So. Buy one someone a bionic limb. I will trade this lobster for your legs, sir. <laughs> I mean, is there anything you guys want to buy? You could also just eat the lobster. We just ate dinner. <laughs> Yeah, that wouldn't yeah. do anything. That would make us fat. I'll take the lobster. All right. Tyrus like, hey. has just an expression of misery on his face. This is like the dumbest thing he's ever done in his life. And he passes the <laughs> lobster to Ned. If you want it, fine, take it. This is your problem now. I'm I start eating this. it like it's a bag of popcorn as I'm walking around. It's just like... <laughs> good, good snack. I offer some to everyone else, too. You know, warm. <laughs> You, we can go use the lobster for leverage. I thought you were eating it. Oh, well, I mean, no, no. It was also partially eaten, right? They used it for the meal. Eaten. I take a little bit back out of my mouth, and I put it back in the lobster. And like, <laughs> no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do that. I don't do that. That wouldn't be good. That would make it worse than it already is. Yeah. It just won't be as worse as much, but it'll be a bonus. I'll, like, offer him as he's, like, looking his wares. All right. Want some fine lobster popcorn? Do we have a uh, second to go back to our place so I can relay the information I got, or do you guys not want to know what I found out? No, we don't want to know what you found out. Well, it depends on how good the lobster is. Are you on your way back to your quarters with this lobster? <sighs> yes. You have to pass through the market area to get there anyway. You skirt past the edge of it, really. You don't walk through the market. 
in one of the um, the grand thoroughfare archway entrances leading to the connecting arm that leads towards um, the house Marin area of the spire. There's a throng of people gathered. Go inspect it. I go and slink into the crowd. But what about the rest of you? Because I, I have a lobster in my hands. Cathedra, <laughs> do you only have the lobster? It was given to me by Tyrus, but I could give it back to Tyrus. What are you going to do? I'm going to stay in here by you, Tyrus. <laughs> Martin and Zarkov move their way through the crowd. Mm-hmm. Zarkov definitely slips through the crowd. Martin just sort of trudges directly forward and just through, like, <laughs> sheer metallic body mass forces his way through the people. You come upon a scene, a person looks sort of like a commoner, on his knees on the ground with a large pile of merchandise from fancy clothes and art objects that have all scattered across the floor. One of the vases is broken, and he's, like, frantically trying to gather all the pieces of them up. Standing right next to him is a nobleman with his retinue. He is wearing flowing um, red garments with uh, green turquoise colored accents to it, which he recognizes the colors of House Marin. He has a couple other nobles, similarly dressed but slightly less impressive, behind him, and a number of servants as well. He stares down at the man who's trying to gather all the merchandise up. The guy gathering up is wearing typical commoner tunic in his late 50s by the looks of it. The nobleman um, is staring down at the guy. He's like, I said, pick it up. Pick it up, you oaf. I told you not to drop any of that. The uh, guy on the ground is like, I'm, 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 I'm terribly sorry, sir. I'm, I didn't mean to. I Can I just walk up and use all my macadendrites to pick everything up at once and give it to him? Yes, you can. You, uh, without hesitation, start reaching for things and robo-arms reach for things. Your little Medicaid servo skull grabs a little fountain pen and brings it back over. I don't impede his picking up of all the pieces, but I walk next to him and just stand, like, directly to his side, silently. The, uh, nobleman looks at you down his nose, and it's like, what are, what are we here? Good Samaritan? Noble cronies behind him chuckle obediently at his joke. I'm glad to see you know your place, at least, around your betters. You rely so much on this person, then why don't you um, insult his service? Let's see if you can do better service to yourself and basically just unload everything on him. See if you can catch it all before it hits the ground. Are you throwing stuff at him? Yeah, I was still holding on to most of it, and I, I was try and give it to him, but not necessarily in a nice fashion. Yeah, basically just start dumping them in his hands, and if he doesn't catch them, they're going to hit the ground. He's standing with his hands on his hip. He sort of, like, takes a step back, offended almost. Why are we risking our cover for this? (laughs) For a pot? I don't know, actually. I was just trying to make a statement, I guess. You dump the the stuff at his feet? No, not dump. More place. At that point, I guess I'd just walk away. Just leave it at his feet and just be like, meh. As you start to turn, he says, don't turn your back on me. This is when I jump in. I just call out, why? There's nothing to look in that direction. <laughs> Are you holding the lobster or is I, hold, I am holding the lobster, and I am casually <laughs> eating it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
He wheels to look at you and then, like, looks up and down at you. His gaze lingers for a while on the lobster. So you, you brought scraps back from the table? Well, your mother was good enough to give me something. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that happens. <laughs> I just rolled hallucination and rolled an 11. <laughs> oh, well. So you got two degrees of success. He's going to make a willpower roll then. Uh, is there a penalty to his roll at all? Uh, not from what I'm reading here, unless you know something I don't. Uh, confusion from the lobster? <laughs> He gets more degrees of success than you. Uh, he uh, shakes his head a little bit like, huh? Blinks a bit. Then he uh, glares around, looking for whoever is responsible. He's just casting angry glances around and doesn't have much idea where it came from. I'm continually like slowly moving forward in a non-threatening way while eating lobster. <laughs> just casually strolling up. Yeah, really casually. Like, I'm just like, I don't care. I'm eating lobster. I'm in this crowd. I don't really have a worry about this guy in front of me and his noble cronies. He, like, turns back towards one of his friends and uh, says uh, a low voice but still audible, someone's using vile warpcraft around here. Find them. I say it's probably the lobster. <laughs> it's a psychic lobster. <laughs> Make a deceive roll for me. Fail. Yeah, just looks at you like, what's your name, Welp? Ooh, that's a big word for you. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. I keep walking closer, and uh, how far am I? I'm trying to get to a range where I can whisper to him. You're um about four paces away at this point. Oh, okay. Is that decent whispering range so that the common people around couldn't hear? Yeah. I just, like, quickly lean in and say, you're doing this wrong. His eyes go wide, and then he turns absolutely livid. And he, uh, reaches to his hand, pulls off his glove, and throws it at your feet. I won't stand to have you talk to me this way. I take another step in, very consciously stepping on his glove. And I say, no, 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 no. I'm trying to help you. Look, I've seen a lot of people do the whole big macho power thing. If you want to really be in charge someday, look, I'll show you. In charge someday? To... I am in charge. Do you know who I am? Soon to be my stepson. <laughs> I'm a psyche psyche thought sending to you. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I'll have you know I'm Eldrick Marin, oldest son of the Marin family. You have earned my displeasure. The crowd is all, like, murmuring to themselves now. Make a willpower check. Any modifiers? Plus 20. Okay. I'm actually going to use a uh, fate point on this one. All right. Okay. It did not pass, but I get a re-roll. Yes. And it's at the same modifier, correct? Mm-hmm. Nice. That's better. Five degrees of success, if I'm not correct? You got five, you say? Yeah. 22 minus 68 is 46. So, yeah, you beat him in the willpower test. He's the one who um, takes a step back. He's like, you haven't haven't heard the end of this. Tomorrow here at noon, I challenge you to a duel. I'm busy. 
<laughs> if you refuse to show up, you'll be making a grave mistake in forfeiting your honor. I step forward and I say, I can be a stand-in if it pleases my lord. I look back at him and I say, see, this is obedience right here. You could have this. How about we change we change it? Tomorrow afternoon, we'll meet and we'll talk. Just talk. And then we'll decide if we duel from there. I'm up for a good duel. I mean, look, I've got my stuff. I like holding the lobster still. I like, you know, I've got the stuff. I would love a good duel, but I think we could help each other out a lot more. With less lost limbs. The only people who really stand to lose here are us. If you nominate a second for yourself, a stand-in, then I will have my own as well. What did I, I just told you we're gonna we're gonna talk. We're not gonna have a duel. We'll decide that afterward. I have something I want to ask you. I've thrown the challenge. Well, that's not really much of a throw. A throw's got to be at least thirty feet. And you're <laughs> well. I lift up my boot. You're here, so that's I can't really thought. call it a duel or a fight unless I know you've got a muscle mask him. of a you know a man. You have not heard the last from me. You Go ahead. See you later. Outsider just sauntered in, no status to speak of. As he says that, and one of his servants looks at you, and suddenly there's a glimmer of recognition in his face. I give him a what's up. Do I recognize him at all? <laughs> yes, you do, actually. I'm looking through your background for the name. Which list was it from? Was it from a friend's this is list? This a, a rival's list. From your, um, your retinues list. <gasps> this is uh, John Vills. You described as the man of many pens. Is he sort of like a scholarly fellow? He recognizes you, and in that instant, you recognize him, too. Oh, yeah, he's a scholarly person. He is a great notekeeper. He's great with data. Give him information, and he'll give you the world. His eyes go, like, wide a little bit, and then he, like, smiles a little bit at you. You've known him for a while, and he uh, looks in the direction of um, Eldrick Marin and rolls his eyes a bit. <laughs> Is there a way I can send him a signal to Jeanville? A signal to... Uh, Is Jeanville the way you pronounce it? Yeah. Jeanville. Make a, um, just a straight fellowship test. I'm going to use the point on this one because it's pretty important to me. So you get plus 10. Oh, nice. All right, you can get your message across loud and clear to him and no one else will notice. What are you intending to say to him? I'm just saying, hey, meet us at insert local pub. I mean, with that many um, degrees of success, you sort of have a little code worked out with them from your years of service together. You say, like, um, meet later today in the market. You can't get through a lot more complex than that. Yeah. And he uh, he gives you a very slight nod. The man on the ground has, like, by now finally finished gathering all the stuff up and lifts it up towards um, Eldrick, and he just lifts his foot up and kicks the guy full in the chest and says, I don't want it now. I quickly ask the guy, hey, do you want a job? The guy on the ground? Yeah. Is it a different job than this one? It's not working for him. <laughs> I have a great job for you. You will go around town, and whenever you see this man come by, you will just simply shout out from a crowd, he sucks. This man meaning John Veal? No, 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 no. Uh, the okay. Baron. He's like a porter who works in the marketplace, not a, uh, a servant of Eldrick. Oh, okay, he's a porter? Oh, well. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we can try to cover your costs. So you don't have to do business with this particular man again. I'll go talk to his father. We'll see what we can work out. Clearly, he doesn't know how to work with people. Oh, that that's very kind of you, my lord. Yeah, well, you know, he didn't listen. There's better ways to do business. I look up at the noble, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm telling you. Also, this lobster, it's getting pretty bad. No, it's really good. Um, um. Although, to be serious, I do want to kill this guy. <laughs> He didn't let me mess with him. I could have wiped his memory. Oh, you should. Actually, if you can make him lose his memory, that would be perfect. Yeah, if you want me to, I can try. Yeah. Worst case scenario, well, the worst case scenario is Perils of the Warp. Worst (laughs) case scenario is he knows that there's a Psyker messing with him again, so he'll get more freaked out. But if you wipe the memory of the duel or this specific incident... Mm, I see what you're getting at there. Yeah. How far away is he from me right now? If you're still sort of in the crowd, he's uh, 12 meters away at this point. If I can get within 5 meters of him without being suspicious. There's a big crowd there, isn't there? You can get to like 10 meters with no need for a roll or anything. If you want to get closer than that, then you'll have to make a stealth check. Okay, I'll just do that so I can drop it down to a psi rating of 2. No additional difficulty. Roll to 6, hot damn. Alright. Wow. I don't think it's possible for him to beat that. Yeah, no way. You want to uh, obliterate his memory of the entire uh, encounter here? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if he doesn't know about the duel coming tomorrow? No. <laughs> this is actually perfect. And I still have his glove. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I need leverage on him, I'm going to say, hey, we had a duel yesterday at noon. Yeah, so I, I keep the glove. Mark down your inventory. You have um, Eldrick Merrin's glove. But I do want to quickly explain, the guy that I recognized in that retinue who we'll meet up with later is a um, former member of my old retinue back in my heyday on my homeworld. So, good ally. Uh, has it been years since you've seen the guy last? It has been years. I've been on the road a while. And I joined up with these guys. Oh, I can't even tell them what I'm doing. <sighs> Silly Inquisition and their rules. I think that is a good place to leave off our uh, our session for the night. Shenanigans, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. All right. Experience point wise. So you guys think you new discovery towards the ongoing investigation? I think having the glove of Eldrick Marin is good. Getting a contact is good. Jeanville. An old retinue member of yours. If you got a new contact, I'd say yes. Unless the great enemy you defeated was the generator that's swallowing up all this food. <laughs> we didn't really defeat it, though. We just discovered it. I was yeah. honestly thinking about intentionally sabotaging it, but then I realized that was heresy. <laughs> <laughs> Unpin a frag grenade and drop it down. <laughs> that gives um, one of those three categories fulfilled. So each of you gets 150 XP. Nice. Woo! Have a good night, guys. Bye, Eric. Thank you. So now that I have you just here, um, as you're um, going through the crowd, you see directly across from you in the crowd a person standing with, like, royal purple robe and a tarnished silver mask over their face staring at you. And the crowd shifts a little bit. And you lose track of him in the mass of people. 
sending a chill down your spine. Give me a willpower test. All right, you pass. So you um, feel sort of like an almost irrational fear bubbling up inside of you, but you say, like, it's nothing, it's nothing. But uh, you can't seem to find the man in the crowd again. Is there, like, a point up high I can climb or get up to to try and see the whole area? You could try clambering onto a market stall, but there's nothing, nowhere you could get that's particularly surreptitious. And there's like some boxes that you could stand on to get a little bit better view. Yeah, I just try and get up as high as I can without making too much of a fool of myself uh, and see right. what I can find. Make an awareness test for me then. All right, you don't quite hit that target. I'm wondering right. if I should use a fate point or not. Yeah, I think I'm going to. No, so I'm going to regret this. Oh, I did get it. Okay. All right, you got couple degrees of success on that you look up you see a um flash of silver and purple off in the marketplace crowds he's uh moving away fairly quickly all right i just run full pelt towards him <laughs> oh boy all right make an athletics skill test oh joy <laughs> <sighs> no almost fast sort of ahead, uh, there's like a commotion. It's a little stumble. You clumsily run through the crowd, but um, whoever's you're chasing after isn't pulling ahead at all. Try another um, another athletics test. Uh, epic fail. You see like a flash of a purple cloak ahead of you. They're running fast. They've hit their stride now, and they're surging through the crowd. Roll another one to see if you can catch up with them. Nope. No, they're rolling quite well. You keep running for a while longer, feel yourself getting short of breath, then come to the main market square area, and by that point, whoever you're chasing is gone. Thanks for listening to the show. You can find us online at itsprobablyheresy.wordpress.com. And if you see anything heretical, you can contact the Acolytes at itsprobablyheresy at gmail.com. I must analyze this aroma. <laughs>